Welcome tent makers to our coffee table. I am Gustavo Borges and today I will share a cup of coffee with a very good friend of mine and founder of Tent International, Steina Ophain. Welcome Steina. Thank you so much. I'm very very glad to be here in this podcast and looking forward to having a good talk and I want to introduce also my wife who's here. She is a co-founder of of Tent, so that's very good. Welcome to this podcast. Thank you, Steiner. And thank you, Gustavo. I'm happy to be here with the, the two of you. Thank you, Birgit, for accepting the challenge to be here with us, sharing a cup of coffee and a cup of stories. It's amazing to start this podcast series with the story of Tent. And it's a pleasure to be here with this couple and see their faces smiling, still enjoying the journey that started 20 years ago. So let's tell our tent makers how it all started, where this idea came from 20 years ago. It's a long story, but uh, hopefully you're ready to hear it. And uh, it contains many uh, kind of uh, promises and, and uh, uh, signs from the Lord. So uh, it's been an exciting journey for us. But actually, I think it was uh, my wife who first got interested in tent making because you, you, you actually you took part in a tent making seminar even before we met, right? Was not before we got married, right? That's true, actually, yes. I, I was in uh, Mali in West Africa also for a year during my studies. I took a year off. And then I met an American uh, young man who introduced me to the concept of tent making, which interested me a lot. And then when I came back to Norway, I participated in a course in, um, in Stavanger on the west coast of Norway. And uh, I really got interested in, in the whole concept of uh, tent making. That's correct. But yeah, we got married and uh, we felt this uh, calling to missions and uh, and uh, then uh, God opened the door so we could go to uh, Azerbaijan. And uh, we were both at that time very, very interested in tent making. So we wanted to go as tent maker. And in some way, I mean, we went m more or less as professionals, but not really as tent makers because we went through a mission agency and and they they paid our salary. Right. So. Uh, but we suggested to them before going to Azerbaijan that we should, we wanted to use our professions and, and, and just find work in Azerbaijan. And my wife, she was uh, at that time a business administrator. I was uh, a journalist. So we could, we could probably, we would have been able to make a living there. Uh, so, uh, but uh, the mission board was not the kind of, I uh, uh, didn't agree with those plans. So. So we went, but we were recognized as professionals and uh, we went more as traditional missionaries, but we were recognized as professionals in Azerbaijan. Uh, we did, uh, uh, we built up a microfinance institution there and uh, did a cross-cultural exchange program in addition to, to uh, reaching out with the gospel and, uh, and, and start, uh, starting or planting a church. But after two years in Azerbaijan, these ideas came back to us uh, that we should we should be tent makers, right? We should be full fledged tent makers. And and now 
in addition to just us be, being tent makers and using our professions, we got this idea that we should also start a resource center for tent making. And uh, the name should be Tent. Uh, tent in English is uh, just, uh, uh, it means tent, right? It's a movable home kind of. But in Norwegian, and we come from Norway, in Norwegian it means on fire. So we thought that was a nice play with words. So we wanted to work with people who are on fire for Jesus. And at the same time, people who move around, right, and go cross cutly So they move the tents with them and uh, they are tent makers. So these ideas came back. We wrote down the plans. And at that time, uh, we thought that probably we could start the tent within uh, that mission agency that we worked for. Again, we kind of presented the plans to a few leaders, but they were not so supportive uh, of that. So another year passed by and and uh, and then things started to happen and <laughs> we realized that we had to move on. And it's actually a long story with many, many signs, but we, we can share the main the main things here. And, and uh, we, we felt that uh, last year being in Azerbaijan, we were actually planned to be there longer, but uh, we, we felt that um, that God called us strongly to, to to kind of work on those plans that we had made for tent and uh, I think uh, like the the final part of the process started with our devotional book speaking very directly into our lives. We read My Utmost for His Highest by Oswald Chambers at that time, and and uh, I remember that it it started with a devotion where the Bible verse is actually just Jesus calling out Lazarus from the grave and he says arise from the dead <laughs> and then <laughs> and then Oswald Chambers says that so many so many Christians are followers of Jesus they have uh, they have uh, visions that God has given to them but they've just written down those visions on a piece of paper and put it in the drawer in their desk and that's, this was exactly what we had done. We'd written down the plan for tent and we had, we had put it in a drawer in our desk. So it was exactly, it spoke very directly into our lives. And he said that now it's the time to find those visions, like <laughs> bring those visions out, visions out in the light again and start doing it. And yeah. So if I understood well, Stena, you tried to start tent while you were in Azerbaijan, but the leaders didn't give you a proper feedback, and then you kept the original project there, and plans for tent were delayed for a while until until this very moment of the devotional and and when you finally heard God uh, saying, "Come out from the grave." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's, uh, it's two. I think it was uh, after two years that we started that we worked out that plan and. And then uh, we presented it to just a few leaders in the organization, but they were not so supportive. And and then it just stayed in our door for one year. Yes, for one year before before we felt the, the devotional book speaking into our lives. And we can still go back to that devotional book and find that devotion. And the, the thing was that I think for two weeks in a row, every day, we actually feared opening that devotional book in the morning because it was speaking so directly into our lives. And... and confirming that we should do it, we should do it, we should do it. But we are a little bit slow to... Or I know how it is. <laughs> can be slow to recognize God's voice, right? And, or, or, or we need uh, proper confirmation. So 
even if uh, God spoke that clearly through the devotional book, uh, we said that we need to know for sure that this is from the Lord. So we asked, we did something we, we've only done a few times. We asked for a sign uh, and we, we told the Lord that uh, God, if, 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 if you want us to start a new organization, uh, you have to send a person to us who says you should start a new uh, mission agency or a new organization. And if you send a person like that, we will do it. If there is no such person, we will we will not do it. So, <laughs> so that was the sign we asked for. Yeah, something special happened then on uh, Leap Year's Day in year 2000, 29th of February. We were. Um, uh, we had breakfast as a family and Steiner took the kids to uh, a local um, nursery and uh, I went into the room that I used as a study room and prayer room and I, I read in the Bible from um, Psalm 20 and uh, in Norwegian it's uh, the last verse says, uh, answer us the day we call you and it was just like the whole verse coming out of, of the Bible, as many have uh, experienced also. And it was just like I felt, okay, the answer will come today. And uh, the day passed, and, um, and at uh, dinner, the whole family was gathered in the kitchen, and, um, and uh, all of a sudden, our five-year-old uh, son, our oldest child at the time, uh, or he's always uh, been the oldest, but uh, he was five. <laughs> he's still the oldest. <laughs> he, he's he's still five, the oldest. Is what I tried to say. He is, uh, yeah, our oldest child, Eric. He um, he said, uh, uh, "How do you start a mission organization?" And uh, Steiner looked at him and he said. Uh, uh, what do you what do you mean, Eric? And Eric uh, said, um, I th- I I think you should I think you should uh, start a mission organization. Um, and uh, Steiner and I looked at each other, and we were a little bit confused, to be honest. And um, and uh, yeah, then I looked back at Eric and I said, Eric, I I think God just spoke through you now, uh, you know. And and he was very surprised because he was only five years old, so. He, he turned immediately to, immediately to his little brother, Trigva, who was three years old at the time. And he said, like, Trigva, has God ever spoken through you? <laughs> so that was, that was his first reaction, right? So, um, yeah, but it was, it was pretty confusing. I, I think we had imagined, like, an adult coming to us and saying in, like, uh, King James English, more like that, uh, thou shalt thou shalt start a new mission agency, right? That's, that's more divine, isn't it, that uh, language? And and, uh, and now it came from a child and, and, and we had to... Uh, yeah, I, I mean, we, we, we asked ourselves, could he have heard anything when we spoke about this in the evenings? But he could not, right? So it, it was like, uh, how, how, how does a five-year-old come up with that idea? And, and then we, we, when we're t- talking about this, we... We we just said that uh, well we asked for a sign and God answered and we we did not define what age group this person should come from right the one saying that we should start the mission agency so so we a person told us that like we'd asked for so now we have two options is either to be uh, to do it or to be disobedient so we decided that yeah we we need to we need to. <laughs> work this out now yeah mm. oh great but uh, on that time you were still living 
as traditional missionaries in Azerbaijan. Yeah, at that time we were in Azerbaijan and we, we, we were traditional missionaries, but we had the advantages, I would say, that the tent maker has because we were not recognized as missionaries in the local community, right? The local, we were recognized as development workers, yeah. Mm. In some way, I can say that you transitioned from traditional missionaries to tent makers while mm. you were there. Yeah, in some way, yeah, at least we, but we had wanted to be tent makers all the way, and uh, yeah. So, yeah, and we did professional work, so mm. it was, the, the difference was, I guess, the pay, that we were paid by, um, by, the, by the mission. Okay, but then when you decided to start it, you had to put this uh, time in Asia to, to an end, and then you went back to Norway to start the, the work over there. How was this uh, transition? Actually, we didn't know that we uh, we didn't know that we had to return. But you can tell what happened when we came back to Norway, Birgit. Yeah, the thing is, we we uh, we had had. I think we could say that we had had our best year behind us in the year 2000. So many exciting things were happening in the church, and we were we felt that finally things are starting to move, and people were coming, uh, gathering together, and uh, and the congregation was gathered uh, in several places, and uh, we were really excited and uh, thriving in the work in um, in the place where we were living and uh, but uh, what we did is that uh, when we came back uh, to Norway in May I called up the lady uh, who had been and still is I, I would say the grand lady of tent making not only in Norway I would say but actually in the world Barry Helge Kloster she'd been traveling around the whole world promoting tent making and later in life she has also been Lausanne's um, promoter of tent making catalyst catalyst is the yeah. best word yeah and uh, i called her and i i said uh, this is Birgit up i'm calling i don't know if you remember me but when i was a student i lived at your house and i participated in a tent making course and uh, she says i remember you and then i told her that um uh my husband and i we we feel very strongly that god is calling us to to start a tent making organization and um, that's the reason why I'm calling you and then everything went very silent in the other end and I was thinking oh no this has probably gone the wrong way <laughs> and much too quickly <laughs> for her but uh, then she she said I actually had to sit down because I'm crying and I'm 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 uh, feeling very <laughs> very surprised and uh, and amazed right now because Uh, I have been telling God that I can't do this alone anymore. I'm, I'm, I, it's, I've reached my limit. And she told uh, me also that uh, I called her on a Monday. And the Saturday, a lady, a prayer lady had called her and said, uh, Barrett, uh, could I come to your house? I, I have a word uh, for you from the Lord. And she says, yes, come along. And uh, basically this uh, prayer lady, she told her that, That God said, now is my time. And Berit had asked her, my time for what? Is it tent making or is it my um, church involvement? And the lady said, I don't know. But God is saying, now is my time. And so she had been very aware, like since Saturday, like what is God going to do? So when I called her, she was uh, she was totally ready. Amazing. And we were yeah. actually at a conference, uh, Steiner and I. And we're supposed to be uh, be at a conference for uh, or two different conferences uh, for a couple of weeks. But then she said, you know, 
the person living downstairs is moving this week. Why don't you come to my house straight away next week and let's just work on what tent uh, should be. And so my mother came along as a babysitter and uh, Steiner and I and Barrett and uh, a few more uh, people who were interested in, in tent making got together and we worked for a week together uh, planning what uh, tent should be. Amazing. And it was on 2000. Yeah. So last year we had uh, the celebration of 20, the 20th anniversary of this gathering, isn't it? Yeah, actually that was <laughs> November when we established tent, but this was in May when we were planning. Okay. And the funny thing is that uh, at the last day that we were together that week, Barrett turned to us and she said, there's something about the thing that a baby, a newborn baby has to be with its mother And Steiner and Birgit, are you willing to be in Norway for one year to work out this idea of what tent should be? And Steiner and I didn't even answer because it was something we just didn't want to do at all. We wanted to be out there in Azerbaijan among our friends and continue the work we were doing. And we saw ourselves as a midwife only. We didn't really, we hadn't, the concept of moving hadn't even touched our, uh, our minds And so, but of course, when she mentioned it, we had to think about it. And the funny thing is that when we left her, we had a meeting with our organization on, on um, this was Saturday, then on the Monday, I think it was. And, uh, and basically the mission told us that if you want to do anything related to tent making, then you have to go one place and we will go the other. And we are going to stay in the city, they said. So you can go somewhere else. Just like Lot and Abraham, they said. And I was very angry. And I said to Steiner, they said it's like Lot and Abraham. But Lot and Abraham, that was different because then said, if you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. But they're telling us, you have to leave the city where you're living. And uh, I was really angry. But then we talked together and we just found out this is God. This is God speaking. He's telling us to, it's time to move on. And so with a heavy heart, we, we actually left Azerbaijan and came back to Norway. We thought it was for a year, but uh, here we are, 20 years at <laughs> 20 <last>. years. Praise the Lord that you accepted the challenge because after 20 years we have tent in several nations and the work is still growing. And I'm so I'm so yeah. glad that you joined this journey because eventually I arrived in this journey after maybe 15 years later. <laughs> uh, it, it's been an amazing journey uh, since then, in back in 2000, and it was wonderful to celebrate 20 years anniversary in November this year and uh, start on this. Uh, uh, we had a prayer campaign also after that, and 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 just seeing like people coming in and joining from so many nations at the at the anniversary in uh, November last year was amazing, and and I don't think any of us when we started tent imagined what has happened. Uh, it, it's it's like i can i can just share that when we started uh, the tent in 2000 our focus was solely on uh recruiting training and sending tent makers like professionals business people and students from norway to the rest of the world that was the only focus we had and it stayed like that for five years and then 
I remember after five years, I, I really miss being in the front line because in Azerbaijan, we felt like being in the front line, right, for the gospel. And here, now we were just recruiting and training people. And I said, I, I remember praying. I said to the Lord that, uh, Lord, if you could allow me just to be in the in the front line, if it just for a few weeks every year, I would be very, very happy. So <laughs> uh, it, it didn't take a long time before I received a request from Mali in West Africa, and uh, there was a, a, a leader there. Um, his name is Tio Vadiara, and uh, he wrote an email asking if if we were willing to come and do tent making courses in Mali. So he had through different connections, he's got he had got our my email address, and now he wanted this training. And uh, of course. I was a little bit suspicious. I didn't I didn't know this person, right? So you don't say yes immediately. I had people check up if he was a real person and <laughs> if he was a Christian leader, but uh, yeah, it turned out he was uh, he was what he said he was. And so that summer of 2005, uh, we did our first two uh, courses outside of Norway, go equipped courses and that was in two cities in Mali in West Africa. Isn't that amazing that <laughs> you do courses in Norway and then uh, all of a sudden you do courses in Mali in West Africa. And and the same year also, we were invited to Canada through R.A. Rocklin and another leader in the Global Opportunities was the name of the organization in U.S. at that time. Uh, now it's Global Intent. He invited us to come to Canada and train people in his city. So uh, so we did uh, three courses internationally, one in Canada, two in Mali, and that was the start of kind of the international work in, in tent, right? So, uh, or international, doing courses internationally. And we've done, and that has grown a lot. So we've done courses all over the world. The courses were the beginning. I mean, training is one of the things we, we really love to do, and it's the the basis of everything we do is to train people and to help them move on. But uh, on that time, you started training people overseas, but still as Tent Norway uh, or still as a Tent Norway director. Tent International began later, years later, isn't it? I, it's like the history there is a little bit uh, tricky, but uh, and like the original company was just called Tent and it was formed as a shareholding company. So a limited company, people bought shares and we had like 100 plus owners. And uh, and uh, that original company uh, started serving internationally. It wasn't called Tent Norway, and nor was it called Tent International. It was just called Tent, Tent Limited, right? And, uh, and then, uh, and then uh, as things have developed, uh, that that company has split into Tent International and Tent Norway, so it it's kind of it split of that original company. But we served uh, we served uh, started serving internationally in two thousand five and and did courses all over the world. And it's been amazing to see and meet people from different cultures and see their commitment to the Lord. Uh, I some people ask me like if I miss traveling. Uh, now it's like we've had this COVID pandemic and do miss traveling. And uh, I think Birgit, my wife, can confirm this also that I, I really, it's not like I enjoy traveling, but I really enjoy meeting uh, believers from around the world. <laughs> so uh, when it's time to travel, it's like, yeah, I'd say, no, I, I'm not sure if I should go and stuff like that. And then when I come back from those trips, it's always 
inspired, right? Because I met with believers from other parts of the world and I've been really inspired by their commitment to God and his kingdom and and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 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 I, I really miss that part. I hope you can start traveling again soon and also that Birgit can come with you because I'm we are waiting, my wife and I, we are waiting her here for years. And we try we try it sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah, but praise the Lord that we were able to be in, in Bergen uh, in 2019 before the COVID. So we had some really, really good time together. Uh, but uh, Stena, tell us a little bit um, when we, and I say we because uh, if, if some of our listeners doesn't know, I'm part of fully part of Tent <laughs> right now. But when we first met in 2016 in Finland... I was there to be trained after uh, taking the Go Equipped course two times. Our friend Ari Rockling invited me to go to Finland and to become a trainer. So his idea was to have a full course with Finnish people and some people from different parts of the world. And after, at the end of this course, some of them will stay for one extra day. So you the teachers, you, you will, will be able to show us ideas and to show us how we can use the content, the material to start courses by ourselves in our nations. But Ari got ill and at the end he had, at, at last day, the very last day, he, he had fever and he was not able to do this. And everybody went home but Steiner and I because we were the foreigners. So we stayed in a camp in the north part of Finland. And it was so funny because everything was closed. Nobody was there. No food, no tea, no coffee, no no sauna, nothing. Just we were there for one extra day by ourselves. Uh, we had pizza at 5 p.m. And then after that, no food, no nothing. <laughs> But we were, we were getting to know each other and we stayed talking from probably 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. Uh, it was because uh, we were trying to see Northern Lights because I was willing to just see it and Stena was willing to show me that. And we discussed lots of things, lots of ideas. Uh, we became uh, lifetime friends on that day. And from that meeting, that extra day that was not accomplished as planned, the work here in Brazil started as uh, the tent. So God prepared that. I had to change my tickets to stay one extra day. Uh, my third child, she was she was on her birthday and I was traveling back home because I, I just had to change the tickets to be there for one extra day to that training. And that training didn't happen. And I was a little bit frustrated because of that. But at the same time, I was excited because we had that chance to hang out for hours and we had no internet signal, we had no <laughs> nothing to do. So we just spent time together discussing ideas. And as far as I can remember, other people were also trying to start their offices in 2016. Yeah, it's amazing uh, actually how how God brings people together. And I also remember this night, of course. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I can be a very time-oriented person, but that evening I totally lost track of time and we just talked and talked and talked. And <laughs> <laughs> 
and all of a sudden it was very very late and we were out looking at the northern lights but they were not so visible <laughs> and, that day unfortunately yeah, yeah. for you unfortunately, but but yeah. but the thing is yeah uh, what you say there is like you were it's like god designed that right for us to have that evening together and 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 uh, i i can say that i mean we did those courses internationally for so many years and then all of a sudden it was like like god started creating something new and we saw these offsprings coming in new nations uh, through people who god had brought into kind of the tent movement resource people who wanted to start the tent in their nations and and just to explain how slow i can be to uh, listen to, to hear god's voice it's like uh you know i i received this uh i think it was from india uh the first uh request uh someone asking like can we start in tent in india and i thought wow that's a strange question but maybe sometime in the future it can happen so i just put the email away and i think i responded just that yeah maybe sometime in the future i didn't actually pay very much attention to it and then uh our sister agency in denmark the leader there all of a sudden he said that uh, they were like he was resigning and probably so he asked us if he could t- if we could take over a tent in Denmark so kind of a second request of starting for starting tent outside of Norway uh, in 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 just uh, just a week so I thought that was strange to get two such requests in such a short time and then there was a request from Dominican Republic so a totally different part of the world coming and all this was coming within like a period of less than two weeks and when i received that third request i i just i i understood i said lord i i think you're trying to tell us something here we need to work this out what it can look like if tent is established in different nations and then we brought together a whole group of people here in norway so people from different parts of the world they came to norway and we formed we wanted to form like tent dna so uh this is like we think that uh, when tent is established in new nations people must have freedom to form it uh, according to their culture right but the dna has to be there like tent dna has to be there and so we try to define that in such a way that it is applicable uh in uh, in different nations and uh, i think it was amazing an amazing process and uh it, it's funny because i come from europe or norway and you think uh, like you present ideas that you think this is this is understandable for the whole world right and then someone says no actually what you're saying that doesn't make sense in our culture and then we had to discuss that and <laughs> so it was a long process of several days <laughs> yeah, to form it. But now we have It's amazing. We yeah. have that kind of DNA written down and people can more easily start uh, start the uh, national branches. So yeah, when we met Gustav, it was, the process was already going on and uh, and we've seen uh, these amazing I mean it's been amazing years with uh, startups in uh, in uh, in India, in Nigeria, in South Africa now recently in Liberia, in Brazil, in Dominican Republic. US has joined, you know, so it's uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Niger is going to join us. Yeah, so South Africa, I think I mentioned South Africa it's just started now. So yeah, so it's uh, it's amazing. It's been an amazing journey. And I think it's just, I, I think, actually, I think we still just see the start of it. Yes, I have this same feeling. Imagine 20 years from now, it's like <laughs> what it can look yeah. like. Yeah, we have no idea. I will, I will be I will be an old man, old man by that time. But uh, so someone else will lead, 
will have taken the lead. And, yeah. I hope you can at least be the chairman of the board <laughs> <laughs> on that time. Yeah. <laughs> but Stena, uh, now that we are on 2021, COVID is changing the world and also we still have new tent branches to start. Those who are operating now, they are growing. We have seeing God moving from different parts of the world, which is amazing. And what I can see in front of me is a couple that is still on fire for God and it's still willing to work for years on this. Can you tell us a little bit of the plans that you have for the future? You can, of course, say, talk about tense plans, but also family plans if uh, you decide to. So some of our tent makers will get to know a little bit more of you. Something that we forgot to mention is that when uh, that story happened, uh, that uh, your oldest son, which is still the oldest son, <laughs> was five years old and you were living in Azerbaijan, you have three kids, but when you went back to Norway, God gave you more. And, and, and what, what are the plans? Tell us, family plans and tent plans for these next 20 years. Of course, we doesn't know. God can change everything in one minute. Two years ago, we made plans without the COVID uh, into the world. And now we are redoing it. But uh, we have at least a vision and a, um, a path to go through. Well, we have a family of five children and... Uh... When you have five children, it seems like uh, you have something to do for a long time <laughs> ahead of you. But actually now our youngest, he turned uh, 15 in January. And, and uh, well, our, our children, are, are four of them will uh, this summer uh, have moved from our home. And uh, so we see actually uh, the beginning of a new era. And uh, Steiner and I have uh, both uh, for many years talked about how much fun it could be to to live abroad and uh, we hope God will uh, let us do that but we're willing to be where he, he wants us to be but that could be really exciting and uh, I'm a journalist by profession and uh, I've uh, just finished the master's in investigative journalism and I I, I think also I could work uh, abroad with my profession and uh, Steiner he loves the tent work and he can do uh, some of it still abroad I think also and so I think we're open for uh, for changes and uh, and actually one of my colleagues she told me just a few months ago she said you have to travel with your husband and now uh, you just said the same thing Gustavo and I'm thinking uh, that would be nice I mean I noticed my heart is really I get very excited about missions and um, and what God is doing and I, I see Steiner's enthusiasm when he comes from his uh, trips abroad and uh, I hope to be able to travel with him a little bit and just see how God is working uh, outside our nation. That would be really great. It will be really amazing to have you here <laughs> when he comes and also to meet you all around the world because this is something that Eliane and I, Eliane is my wife by the way, <laughs> Eliane and I we love to do. We love to get to know people from different parts of the world and 
same vision, same vision. Yeah, I think that w- it would be really good because I mean it, it's like uh, our we've had uh, because I mean it's it's like uh, when you have many children, also one of us has to stay at home. So with the past years when I've been traveling a lot, Birgit has not been with me. So it would be good uh, for her also to reconnect or connect more with the work that is going on around the world. But our uh, I mean. I think we are open for anything that God would lead us into, and uh, but we've had this long-time desire that, uh, yeah, to actually to go as tent makers ourselves again. <laughs> so, so let's see if God allows us to do that. If if uh, His plan is that we should uh, we should we should stay in, in tent and do courses around the world and 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 develop things within that we're fine with that and we're fine with probably fine with anything else that he would show us as well but uh yeah it's uh i i can i can easily see myself doing the same thing for for the rest of my life i mean not necessarily leading them but being a part of the team and and uh and and contributing training people and uh yeah it's uh that yeah it it, that would be great it's That would be great. So. <laughs> I think we are this missionary uh, uh, identity is something that is very much in both of us, and uh, and even if we've been in Norway, we've uh, I feel we've been missionaries here also. We've had uh, Alpha courses, many of them uh, in our home, and and we we really want to see people turn to the Lord, and uh, in some way we probably will be doing the same things that we're doing here, but. Uh, but it's exciting to 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 just even think about what God has uh, ahead. So, Istena, as we are coming to the end of this episode, can you share the vision that Tent has and what what are the plans for Tent in the near future, next year? Or the vision is for 20 years, but uh, <laughs> than, actions yeah. are for to, uh, 20 months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The vision is actually until Jesus comes back. I mean, the the, the overall vision of Tent is that we want to see. We want there to be one Christian colleague in every workplace all over the world. Absolutely every workplace should have a Christian colleague. And uh, I believe that is important because uh, it is when people meet a Christian, it's, it's like Jesus came as a person, right? It was God incarnated in Jesus. So God came as a, as a human being. And I think that if we are really to reach the world and reach the workplaces with the gospel, it, it has it, it, the best way to do it is that the person comes with the gospel incarnated, right, and and, and displays what it means to follow Jesus in an everyday life. So um, right now, for for the for the coming year, I mean, we're working on several things in tent, but uh, and we have programs for for different stages of the tent maker journey, right? If you're planning to go, if you if you're being trained. Uh, if you have gone, we have programs for that, and 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 we are constantly working on developing those programs. I think uh, main thing that has happened during COVID, and we are just about finalizing that, is also to have 
the full, like we have a, the Go Equit course, which is our main training course, to have that fully available also online. And I think that will give us a lot of flexibility in our work when we do trainings around the world that people can take parts of the course uh, online. So, so that's, uh, that's some major, major events that is coming up and uh, that are coming up. And then uh, we, we have the start of Tent Niger, which is amazing it will happen uh, hopefully this year if we can travel again so uh, so that's also going to be amazing and and adding niger uh, to the to the family will be <laughs> will be wonderful uh, good things we have good things ahead um yeah it's uh but i think i mean that's tent but actually tent is not i mean the, the aim of tent is not to is not is not to, to build to to grow tent right the the aim of tent is to see the gospel known in the workplaces and and if we are uh if if, if we can train people to do that i mean we're, f- we're fulfilling our task if we can train people to be good ambassadors for christ in the workplace and we can see that they actually go so uh, th- then we're fulfilling that task and and, and i i yeah I, that's that's the that's the dream we have, right? That there will be not just like the last last year before COVID, we trained. We had four hundred and four participants at our uh, at our tent making courses around the world. And to, but to see like uh, a movement of people actually moving, bringing the gospel, bringing the kingdom with them. Uh, go to new workplaces, uh, reach the unreached areas of the world because they start working there and, 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 then, and then just reaching all workplaces, being there as ambassadors for Christ. That's, that's the dream, right? And uh, <laughs> we're working constantly uh, every day to see that uh, dream coming alive and becoming reality. Thank you, Stena. Thank you, Brigid, for this amazing time together. I hope our tent makers will love this story too. And I'm planning to have more episodes where we will be able to talk about some principles that are with us in an everyday basis and also about our programs. And then we can see how far we can go with this podcast. But I'm so glad that we started it. And I I just want to thank you for taking time and enjoying also this this conversation telling this this story all over again but i believe that this is a beautiful story god's story and it's part of tent it's part of the tent making movement and also it's part of my life so i'm so glad that this story happened (laughs) thank you yeah Yeah. thank you gustavo god bless you This podcast was edited and published by Navicast.